0: The day will come when with elation you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror and each will smile at the other's welcome saying, Sit here, eat, you will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself to the stranger who has loved you all your life whom you've ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life, feast on your life. I wanted to uh, dedicate this Dharma talk to all lesbians in all countries, young and older. I didn't have the pleasure of um, (coughs) acknowledging early on in my life that I was a lesbian. It, It came a little later and it has been a really deep blessing and pleasure for me to be intimate with another woman, to love another woman, to love myself as a woman who loves another woman, to love myself who loves another woman and other women too, to be part of a community of woman-loving women in all the different ways that we love each other, in all the different ways that we touch each other, in all the different ways that we laugh and cry and think as lesbians. It has been a deep happiness for me and a deep pleasure for me, and really a deep honor for me to be a woman and to be a lesbian. And to be a woman and to be a lesbian with you all here today. Because when I look at my life and I look at the places and spaces which have given me deep happiness, I always include coming to see my image in the mirror, peeling that image off in acknowledgement of the fact that I'm a woman who loves to be intimate with other women. But also that this loving has been distorted sometimes, often, by anger, by hatred, by frustration, and by denial. That my vision of myself as a woman loving woman, and a woman being intimate with other women has sometimes become blurred by blaming, by shutting down, and by denial. And that for me, my path of opening and my path of seeing and touching myself in the deepest and most honorable ways has been also about myself as a lesbian on a spiritual path. And that actually my happiness rests in both these activities and I don't see it as separate. I don't see myself as a lesbian who happens to be practicing a Buddhist practice. And I don't see myself as a practitioner of Buddhism who happens to be a lesbian. Because I don't think it's been possible for me to know fully my capacity to love, to see clearly, and to walk this path that I walk without being a lesbian who is committed to opening fully my heart and my mind. And that means to be a lesbian on a spiritual path. (coughs) Without a spiritual path I have seen myself and I have seen others get trapped in thinking that being angry is the righteous way to be a lesbian. Without a spiritual path, I've seen myself and others get trapped in thinking that hatred is the righteous way. Without a spiritual path, I've seen my other, myself and others get trapped in thinking that denial and defending myself is the way. But I've also found that following and justifying anger, following and justifying frustration and hatred, following and justifying fantasizing and shutting down, denial, building walls, actually have brought me and those around me tremendous pain and tremendous suffering. The Buddha saw after his enlightenment that we all had one thing in common, that despite all our differences, we all had one thing in common, that we wanted to be happy that we want to be happy, that we want to be free, and we want to be happy. And he felt compelled to teach, not out of some esoteric understanding, but he felt compelled to teach because he saw our desire for happiness. And he saw how often we went down the wrong path in trying to reach this happiness. He saw how we believed in ignorance rather than wisdom, in hate rather than love, in denial rather than investigation. He saw that we were blinded by ignorance. (coughs) He said, I exhort you to follow what is skillful and to let go of what is unskillful. I wouldn't ask you to follow what is skillful unless I knew you could follow what is skillful. I wouldn't ask you to let go of what is unskillful unless I knew that you could let go of what is unskillful. I wouldn't ask you to follow what is skillful unless I knew for sure that it would bring you happiness. I wouldn't ask you to let go of what is unskillful unless I knew for certainty that it would bring you suffering. Our path, our spiritual path, our path of honoring ourselves is a path of letting go of what is unskillful and practicing what is skillful. It is a path of honoring and practicing what makes us happy and letting go of what doesn't make us happy. We are given this choice over and over and over again in our life we are given the choice when anger, when hatred, when defending and holding, when grasping and greed arise in our minds, we are given the choice to either identify or to let go, to practice what is unskillful or to honor what is skillful. And what these teachings say is that it is skillful to let go of all that doesn't make us happy. It is skillful to let go of our blaming and of our judgment. It is skillful to let go of our shaming, of our self-criticism and our self-hatred. That there is never any any reason ever to hold these close to our heart, to nurture them and to feed them. I remember, not so, it was just last week actually, I was lying on the floor in my living room and I was doing exactly <coughs> the movement that you were all doing this afternoon moving my head slowly from one side to the other. And I was doing it because I recently heard that my father was dying and that in hearing this news, it brought up a lot of new and difficult memories for me from my past. And I was feeling in a tremendous amount of pain and um, very shut down. I didn't want my partner to touch me. I didn't want to be intimate. I wanted to run away. I wanted to lose myself in fantasy. Give me any movie, Tom Cruise, Twister, I didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) And so I put myself on the living room floor and to make it easy, I put on George Winston and I started to move my head to try and come back to myself. And as I was trying to relate just to the sensation and nothing else, I felt my partner rustling the pages of her book in the living room. And I noticed my irritation and I try and come back to the sensation. And then there'd be the irritation again. And then there would be the sensation. And I watched, I watched my mind move from that irritation, into blaming her. Couldn't she see what I was doing? How could she be so insensitive as to make so much noise when I'm working with such pain at the moment? (laughs) And I was given a choice point then. I could either get into it, I could get into this creation of my partner and define her in this particular way, separate her from myself, separate her from herself, I could let her go. So I went back to the sensation, sensation, George Winston, sensation, opening, irritation, irritation. <laughs> I was in a hard place. I was in a very hard place. So I said to her, Honey, I wish I could be different. I wish that I wasn't in this space, but I'm in a lot of pain right now and I'm having a really hard time working with it. Would you feel comfortable if you left me alone for half an hour? And she got up and she said, Jesus Christ, you just drive me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And she walked out of the room. And I practiced sensation George Winston, sensation George Winston. And in, in in that place, of opening to what I could do and knowing where I was at, I started to cry and it was the first time that I cried. And she came, of course, after hearing me sobbing my heart out back into the living room and held me. (laughs) Several years ago, I probably would have got up off the living room floor, gone into my bedroom, slammed the door, defended myself against her, and blamed her for being insensitive. And there probably wouldn't have been the opportunity for the healing to happen that happened. Every time we make the choice to let go of blame and to allow ourselves to be imperfect, Every time we allow ourselves to be who we are without constructing false identities for ourselves or for our partners, we create the possibility of the deepest healing. So that means we work with what we can. And when we're honest about it, when we really let it be okay that we are who we are, when we don't defend ourselves, we find there's a tremendous amount of support. I mean, sometimes it comes from a slightly irritable place, but often also it doesn't. The choice always, in every moment, is our choice. And that's what's so beautiful about this practice. It is always our choice. Do we hold on to our anger and embellish it? Do we defend ourselves in that particular story and construction and separate ourselves? Not only from the people we're angry with, but from our own hearts. Or do we allow ourselves the gift? of being angry and also then the gift of working with it and healing with it, however we do it. Whether it's George Winston in the living room floor or a chocolate cake or sitting with our breath or going for a walk or standing on our heads or whatever, do we give ourselves the gift of allowing ourselves to be at all the moments we are who we are and how we are. There is the most tremendous loving and honoring. That is fulfilling ourselves as a woman loving herself and woman loving another woman. To honor ourselves without stereotype. To honor ourselves for who we are, and at the same time to carry a vision of what that path is. And that path always, always, always means letting go of the storyline. Always, always letting go of the storyline and coming back to the direct experience of the pain or the difficulty. It's not a linear path and it's not a path that's always spoken by the teachers that you hear. There's a story that Jack Cornfield sa- speaks of where, um, where he says there are 9,000 different wasps in a jungle, a particular jungle in the Amazon, and each of those wasps fertilizes a particular type of fig tree. Each of those wasps is necessary in that jungle. Each of us is different, and each of us is necessary, and our path is our path. And we need to find it. And finding it is about understanding that we each have particular things that work for us, and that don't work for us. And that the three of us here don't know that about you. Sometimes what we say is helpful and sometimes it isn't. But you all know what's helpful and what isn't. And this path is about you believing what you know is helpful and what isn't. There was someone who came to the Buddha once and said, Dear Great Teacher, How do we know what you're saying is true? There are thousands of people who are teaching a spiritual practice. How do we know that what you're teaching is true and not what some of the other teachers are saying? And the Buddha says, does it reduce suffering? Does it bring about your happiness? That's how we know. Does it reduce our suffering? I'm not talking about ease and difficulty. I'm talking about suffering. It might be easier in the short run to slam the door and walk out of the house, but we know in the long run that doesn't reduce our suffering. It might be much more difficult to say, Honey, I'm in a really hard place, and I wish I wasn't here. Could you help me out? But we know that actually brings about healing and happiness. Each of us has that capacity to make that choice for herself. Is this bringing me happiness, or is this increasing my suffering? because of homophobia, we are given the extra gift of defining for ourselves who we really are. And we know deep in our heart that who we are does not include the myths that we carry about ourselves which are denigrating and shaming. And I know that each one of us in this room carries in some place, in some pocket, in her heart, some space somewhere in her mind, the thoughts of not being good enough. There is some way which we all hold on to those spaces. It might be around how intelligent we feel, or how physically capable we feel. It might be that it's in certain areas, in intimacy or as lovers or in our professional life, or as mothers. It might be that we reject the feelings of anger or pain inside of ourselves, thinking that we shouldn't be feeling those feelings. We each carry this construction of who we think we should be, and that construction sets us up against ourselves. We then reject ourselves, squish ourselves, and end up in a very painful and schizophrenic existence. Our vision and our intuition calls to us of an understanding of wholeness that allows us to be imperfect, that allows us to be just who we are, students on this path, beginners, that allows us to make mistakes, very bad ones and very big ones, that allows us to lose it and lose it again. Our vision and intuition of wholeness allows this and demands that we love ourselves through it all. That we refuse to accept and buy into notions of shame, self-blame, judgment, and criticism. Our vision and our intuition of spiritual path and healing demands that we are always kind to ourselves, and that even when we aren't, we're kind. You do not have the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how Lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination Calls to you like the wild geese harsh and exciting over and over Announcing your place in the family of things. Every moment is an invitation to remember, to be present, to see the dynamics that arise in our mind and heart space, and to make a choice. We practice this practice of mindfulness, of following the breath and the walking, so that we're present and we can choose in each of those moments how we want to honor ourselves. Every moment we remember becomes an opportunity for loving-kindness. Every moment when we remember becomes an opportunity for non-harming, to refrain from hurting, and to practice kindness. We don't have to be good to do this. We don't have to walk through the desert on our knees for a hundred miles. We just have to remember to choose. Thank you.